Welcome to the Inspired Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone. All of my life, I've been passionate about leadership. I've been a senior level leader in the hospitality industry since 2005, growing a chain of franchise restaurants from one unit to 12, spanning across Northern Alberta. And during that time, I've been on a journey to discover what leadership means to me and how I can utilize it to show up in my career and in my life. What I've found is that the most impactful, the most meaningful experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of as a leader have come when we connect with our hearts. Over the past decade or more, I've honed in on and refined a leadership model that speaks to this. I have developed numerous programs that help leaders deepen their understanding of the impact they can not only have on their careers, but also on the world around them. And now it's my mission to share this model of leadership through a heart-centered focus with the world. I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, through which I mentor and coach leaders. I facilitate engaging and inspiring workshops that help you think outside of the box and connect with your heart and your emotions. And I also deliver keynote speeches to inspire and motivate teams to engage in their own personal leadership style in a way that's authentic to them. It's my hope that through these podcasts, you feel inspired to go out and challenge yourself to try new things as a leader, to show up in the world maybe just a little differently, and hopefully find a deeper connection with who you authentically are. Thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Leader Podcast. I am super excited. I have another guest here for you today. I've been doing a lot of podcast recording um, solo, and those will be coming up, but guest podcasts are 100% my favorite. (laughs) And so I have for you today a beautiful woman that I have met, and she has already changed my life in the short time that I've known her. And I have the feeling she's going to change my life profusely in the time that I get to know her. So I'm super excited to introduce to you today, Kiki Rosma. Um, Now she lives in Grand Prairie, right? And it is interesting how we got connected. We got connected through a connection about a year ago. And she told me about a book she had written called Kiss My Assets. And I immediately ordered it because I love supporting women and I wanted to check it out. But then upon doing a little bit of research on you, I found out you're actually an author of another book. So you're actually an author of two books. Is that correct? What was the other one? It was like, when being me doesn't feel like enough, which I haven't read yet. But I was like, oh my gosh, this lady has so much to share with me. So anyway, welcome to the podcast, Kiki. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. And yeah, I'm just honored to have this conversation with you. I am so excited to, you know, you feel that energy, even though you never know. I mean, it's being recorded and, and but you just feel that energy that people are going to be listening and sharing and resonating because that's what happens, particularly with women. When we share our stories, you know, light bulbs go off in heads and they're like, wait a second, that's so cool. Or, oh, I, I, I know someone like that or, or whatever, or there's an inspiration there. And so a podcast are a phenomenal way of sharing stories and just getting them out there. I love that. And I think it like, it connects our hearts. And I always talk about how for us as women, when we can get to a place where we um, are willing, we're open, we're vulnerable, we're willing to share our stories, 
we then hold space for each other to show up and for women to bring more of their beauty and more of what they they can bring to the world, right? Because I mean, um, you know, women are stepping into a new power, <laughs> into a new consciousness, um, but that's only going to continue to evolve if we continue to support each other. So I love the sharing of the stories. I think it's super important. So I'd like to share your story today with the listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So it's it's funny that you mentioned that whole conversation because yesterday I was on Facebook and a woman went on and she has two adult children. And four years ago, she adopted four kids with special needs, uh, high needs. And I was in an adoption group with her because um, I have two adopted kids and I was struggling with my second adoption. And the first, my first son, I was in the room with him when he was born, uh, his birth mother had a C-section. The doctor pulled him out and handed him to me. So he was my boy from, from second one. It was a profound experience. And I just, I never felt anything but this unbelievable amount of love for this child. And then the experience with my second four years later was much, much different. And I had postpartum adoption depression. And so I was really hesitant to go to this group uh, and share my story because I felt guilty. I mean, women feel guilt about just about everything, but people were saying it, people, when you adopt a child, people think you sh you're supposed to be grateful and thankful. And, and why would you ever feel anything but those things? And I wasn't feeling those things. And so uh, I, I was really struggling and I thought I need to, I'm scared, but I'm going to tell people this is truly how I feel. And uh, this woman who posted yesterday I, I, I reached out and I said, my gosh, like, I'm so proud of you for saying this because people need to hear what your struggles have been for the last four years. They've been unbelievably hard. And I said, thank you for having the courage and the grace to share your story. And I was so moved by it. Like I was in tears and she, uh, she, I have chills even saying this, but she uh, wrote me back and she said, Kiki, when you shared your story four years ago, that stuck with me. And it gave me the courage to share mine today. And there you go. Yeah. And it's so true, right? And sometimes we don't know the power in sharing in our stories. And we have to have faith in uh, the collective sharing and what that means and the energy that that creates, you know, around this amazing community community of women that we have, right? And yeah. often yeah. our reach goes so much further than we can ever see. I always, I work with a lot of leaders and um, women entrepreneurs. And I always say that I'm like, you know, you, sometimes you think your efforts are just futile. <laughs> you think it's going yeah. nowhere, right? And then, yeah. yeah, like three years later, somebody says, oh my God, I, and we'll talk about smoothies in a sec, but I, I used to wear smoothies tanks out all the time and they they gave me the confidence to go back to work and show up the way I wanted to or whatever it was and you had no idea right and so I think that that I think that's so incredible I'd like to start um a little bit in your early pre-entrepreneurial days um because you were in education yeah and I'd just like to hear a little bit of that story how that happened for you um yeah what that what that experience was like for you so I have always wanted to help others and it's just sort of it's just been in my nature and so 
I thought when I was 15, 16, I thought I want to either be a nurse or a teacher. And uh, my math skills are subpar. And I know that I, I need sleep. So if I had to be a nurse and I was on shift work, I'd be a walking gong show. So I thought, okay, probably not the best idea. Um, I did do a co-op where I was placed in the hospital for six months and I loved it. I loved the helping nature of being a nurse, but uh, as things worked out, I became a teacher and I grew up in Burlington, Ontario, but there were no jobs at the time. So I ended up coming out here to Grand Prairie where I knew um, a cousin. I had met him like three times in my life. So <laughs> I came out here and, uh, I only came out for about a year. I wanted to get my my feet under me and start a career and then go back home. And I've been here 20, uh, 24 years now. So wow. uh, Grand Prairie is now home. But uh, I was I was put into junior high, which is like uh, 13, 14 year olds. And I taught grade eight for 15 years. And you know, people say it's the hardest age group to teach. And I, I recognize that it is, but I didn't find it that way. I loved these kids. And I always went to the ones who, I mean, I celebrated and acknowledged the kids who were doing fine. Uh, but I always tried to reach out to the kids who were having problems, whether it was bullying or uh, if they had situations at home, that kind of thing. I wanted kids to understand, particularly at that vulnerable age, that they were loved, they were worthy, and that they were heard. And mm -hmm. so if I couldn't help them, I would reach out to somebody who could because, you know, uh, moms in particular, they're not sure how to handle a kid who is so moody and, and their behavior is strange. And it's like, what happened to my little girl or my little boy, you know, um, but they are, they're struggling with so many things and navigating a world that they just are so unfamiliar with. And so I loved teaching, absolutely loved it. And uh, I keep in touch with my kids. I call them my kids still. <laughs> um, and yeah, I taught for 15 years. And in 2010, um, I was going through IVF treatments and in Calgary and I kept miscarrying. So I miscarried four times and it was taking a toll on me emotionally and mentally. And um, a third of my staff was considerably younger than me because I got married when I was 40 uh, and a third of our staff was pregnant. And so I found that really hard. And so I went, uh, I, during my treatments, I was going to Calgary, which meant I was, you know, having a few days off and this and that. And, and my principal was getting annoyed that I was missing school. Mm. And so I, I did end up going to him because I went to the doctor and I said, I feel like I'm, I'm just struggling here. And, and this, I've never felt this way before, but I just didn't have the energy to get out of bed. And I was just, oh, it was an awful feeling. So I thought, okay. So I, I approached him and I said, how would you feel about me going halftime next year? And that way, you know, I can sort of recoup from this. My husband and I can figure out where we're going with our uh, family um, and trying to start a family. And I said, and I've got somebody who can do the other half of my job. I mean, like I can line this up and he knew who this person was too. And I had known him from the first school that I taught at. So I had known him for, you know, 13 years. And uh, he said, well, I don't know, but I'll think about it. And I said, okay. And, you know, about two weeks later, I was walking down the hallway and it was class change, right? And, you know, we had five, 600 kids in the school and he yells down the hallway and he goes, hey, Kiki. And I look over and I said, yeah. And 
he said, you know that thing about uh, you, you know, I don't support it. And I thought, okay. And I go, oh. I quit. And uh, that's what I yelled back in the hall. And I went home and I told Neil, my husband, and I said, hey, I quit today. Oh, and he's like, cool. okay, like no problem. And it killed me because that's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. And I thought, what am I going to do? What if we don't end up having a family and I've just walked away from a career that I, that's all I know. And I had just a month before I had graduated with my master's degree in education. And I was like, and I just quit my job, you know? Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing was I was missing school because I was going through the treatments. And then I was missing school because I was miscarrying. And then I was missing school because I was depressed and not one person asked me why I was gone Mm -hmm. and not one person asked me if I was okay and I was the department head and I thought wow you know and there was lots of chatter and lots of oh Kiki's not here again and Kiki's not here again and she's not pulling her weight and oh must be nice you know nobody asked and I just thought oh it's that thing of women competing and comparing and talking about each other and not seeking to understand what's going on. And I, you know, I mean, ironically, the women are the ones who talk about this stuff and who tear each other down. And yet we're connected because of those reasons, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. only women can, only women can experience those things, which is what I draw on, you know, with my business now. It's the fact that we are connected and we need to have a paradigm shift in terms of how we think about each other and about ourselves. So we're connected. There's no reason to compete and compare. It's just there's room for all of us to be happy and to succeed. And, you know, if you take a minute and cheer somebody else on, you'll realize how happy that makes you feel. Yeah. It's interesting though. I mean, I think it's part of the human experiences that our natural response is either to move towards pleasure or avoid pain. Right. And so I think when uh, this happens, this collective kind of avoidance of somebody else's pain happens, it's a, it's an avoidance of getting down in the dark with you, right? It's like this avoidance of vulnerability And so it turns into this, oh, well, whatever, you know, so-and-so isn't here, so-and-so isn't at work, and there's this judgment around it. But really, if we actually stopped and thought about it and put ourselves in that person's shoes, we would have to feel what they were feeling. And that requires vulnerability and an open heart and this, like, willingness to go there. And it's not always easy. And I'm not making excuses for what they did, but I always try to understand this with people (laughs) and myself because I think it's really important, right? Because when we start to have awareness... I will say awareness is the key to everything. If we have an awareness, we now we've seen. So once we've seen, we can't unsee. So now we have two choices. Either we acknowledge or we don't. (laughs) And so, um, yeah. And I just think it's, it's natural to want to avoid the vulnerability, but life is so much more beautiful if you lean into it. Right. It's so much more, it's so much more full. It's there's so much more joy. Yes. There's some shit that comes along with it too, but man, like the experiences that you have in a vulnerable state versus a non-vulnerable state with people and other women is just, it's like night and day, right? That's the connection. That's the power. And I've had so many conversations recently, uh, just with this new thing that we're doing and how you feel when you connect with another woman, when you create with another woman, when you listen 
when you are heard, when you oh collaborate, when you when you connect, it's the most unbelievable feeling in the world. And it's just like, oh, you want everyone to feel it because you rise up and the energy is palpable. And it's just, you can ride that wave for so long. And it's like, you know, uh, the connection creates a friendship, creates that bond. And no matter what happens, I mean, you know, you might lose contact and then all of a sudden resurface with that connection. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, how are you? And, and those kinds of things, the, the bonds and the connections between women are unbelievable. No, I know. I always said I never wanted, I would never have wanted to be a man. No offense to the men out there, but I, you know, and it's hard being a woman some days, but I love being a woman. I think it's amazing the things we get to do and lean into in the way our hearts show up in the world. So tell me about smoothies then. So how did this transition come? Let's talk about your company, smoothies and tank tops. Um, clothing that empowers women, right? Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that idea. And like, so where did that transition come after teaching? That was a, an abrupt end. I did not expect that <laughs> from the story. Yeah, so I, hard. It was like, um, it was almost like, I can sort of describe it as a grieving period. Mm -hmm. uh, because in between leaving in 2010, uh, in 2013, we adopted my son, Christopher. And then in 2017, I was 48 and we adopted our second son. And then in 2019, uh, basically, I was going on a holiday from Grand Prairie to the Shushwap, uh, which is this fabulous lake in, in BC. And it was a 13-hour drive. I wear tank tops underneath everything. I layer uh, with a tank top against my skin and then even a t-shirt or whatever. I'm a plus size gal and it just made me feel less vulnerable and I'm not an insecure person, but it made me feel ick, you know? So I'm like, I just, I just want to wear these tank tops, but I found that I had so many of them as it turns out, I had 42, but <laughs> um, they would fall apart. They were see-through and the worst thing in the world um, was that they rode up. And that just drove me up the wall. Uh, and I was, we were sitting in the car. I wasn't even moving. And I look over to my husband and I go, dude, I am sitting here and I, I haven't moved. And my tank top is, is riding up. I'm like, I'm going to poke someone in the eye. This is driving me insane. And then all of a sudden in my head, I was like, huh. And it just, all these ideas started coming. And I thought, smarter than the average bear. Come on. I have three degrees. I got to be able to do, I mean, who? I, I got to do this. I'm going to invent. I'm going to create and design a tank top that does not ride up. So by the time I got to the shoe swap, you know, this was like 10 hours later. Um, I, I had phoned a friend who I used to teach, who owns a store, a clothing store. And I said, what do you think of this? She's like, Kiki, this is amazing. And so uh, long story short, I, I wanted to create something that gave people confidence and it's sort of like, well, how does a tank top create confidence? It creates confidence because you know when you put on one of our tank tops that A, it's not going to move. So if you're in yoga or doing anything, reaching for something, bending over, your bits and bobbles aren't hanging out, right? And so you don't have to worry about that. You just know that it's there. Secondly, the inside of the tank is a brushed fabric and it feels so crazy soft. I'm a tactile person. So I like soft and fuzzy and cozy and comfort. 
And it's just such a lovely feeling against your skin. And they're fitted. And they're fitted because I researched this. And psychologically, if someone hugs you for more than five seconds, it raises your oxytocin and lowers your cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And so if you feel like you're getting that fabulous hug all day long, you just feel better. And it's a modest neckline. So Laverne and Shirley aren't popping out. And it's just one of those, it's not see-through. And so it's honestly the only tank I have ever found that did not ride up. And it just, it doesn't, you could literally stand on your head and it's not going anywhere. So started off with the tank tops um, and then it just naturally grew. So we now have 15 products. And so it, they're all designed by me made in Toronto and made in Richmond, BC. So totally Canadian. And every design has a sustainable fabric in it, if it's mm -hmm. not entirely sustainable. So, you know, we've got fleece hoodies and leggings with side pockets and fabulousness. And it's just, that's all we do. We just came out with these bamboo rompers, uh, short ones and long ones. And people are just flocking towards them because they're so darn comfy and they're not like other rompers because they adjust at the shoulder, which means you're not getting the veggie and the wedgie. <laughs> it's a real thing. Any other woman listening? Oh yeah, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> I know it's hideous. I'm like, oh, oh. gravy and mashed potatoes. <laughs> no one needs to see that. So I thought this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to design something that works. So it's adjustable. So that's good. Um, and then we went into girls uh, bamboo rompers. So, you know, it was that thing. And then, and then I thought, okay, I still want to empower. How am I going to change lives? I just, I feel like I need to do this. What am I going to do? So I created a three-day empowerment camp for girls every September um, I launched in two, in March of 2009, uh, two weeks after my mom suddenly passed away. Um, and it was a bit of a tough launch that way in terms of, of, you know, celebrating and stuff. But, um, we, we sold out our first camp that following September and we, we've sold out every year. So we sell out a year in advance. As soon as we put up our registration, we sell out in a couple of hours. And so we've grown each year um, and we have guest speakers come. We have physical activities that really test your strength mentally and physically. Uh, it's a very, very welcoming bunch of girls that we have. And we talk about confidence and body image and bullying and how we navigate girl friendships and it's just been an unbelievable experience, but we've outgrown it. And so I didn't know, you know, now it's like, okay, what's the next step? What can we do? How can we make this happen? So, uh, and then that kind of brings us to our next, our next adventure. <laughs> Which is so exciting. And so this is how we've kind of like reconnected recently too. Um, I also, I just want to back up for one second, because I want to talk about the tank tops before we go there. Because you just, you gave me like um, an insight or an aha while you were talking about the tank top. So I have been wearing a tank top under my shirts for probably like the last five years. And I never really knew why, but it, it does, it makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel like everything is like, and I usually wear like a fitted, I love my smoothies tank top. I just got my first one not too long ago and I love it. Um, but it makes me feel like I'm held together, you know? Yeah. And like my body's held. Right. 
And, you know, every woman is conscious of their body in their own different way. And I've always been super conscious of like my stomach and I don't have big boobs. And so if I have a stomach, right. And so like, I've always been like super conscious about these things. And I feel like a tank top just kind of like underneath my shirt or my blouse just kind of like holds it all together and gives me the confidence that I would like. So uh, yeah, anyway, I just want to say, I think that that was really cool because I never knew why I put that on, but um, it was cool to get that insight about that. So anyway, I digress, but I thought I should share that with you. Thank Um, you for that. Thank you for that, because that's precisely what I want for women. You know, it's what I want. I want you to put it on and feel that way. If I don't have one on, I don't feel put together. And this is, you know, when we say fitted and stuff, like we just did a show in in Calgary this past weekend and people are like, oh, it's going to, it's just going to suck me right in. I said, no, it won't. Smoothies are called smoothies because they smooth things out, but they don't suck you in. They're, they're not compression whatsoever. And uh, it's, it's not shapewear at all. Um, it's just, it's about being confident and comfortable in who you are and what you wear. So um, I'm so glad that it brought that for you. We, you know what the other thing is too. I mean, we've been in business for four years, just over four years now, and we've never had a return on a tank top. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think compression makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm like, well, I feel like a, okay. You know what I feel like, Allie? <laughs> I feel like a croissant about to burst out of yeah, the Pillsbury uh, box. Okay. Because we went, okay, here's a little side story for you. We went to a ball about five years ago. Kiki decides she's going to put on uh, a Spanx, uh, out, whatever the, a one piece doodly do. It took me yeah. about 45 minutes to get into the thing. Sure, and yeah. then I thought, Holy Hannah, banana peels. I have to go pee. What am I going <laughs> to do? So I get into the washroom. I've got like this $400 dress on and, uh, oh my Lord. And so I go to the back, people can hear me in there and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure they were like, is she okay in there? Is she, uh, does she need assistance or what's what's happening and so I I kind of laughed out loud I'm like it's okay ladies just trying to get my spanks back on and you could hear people laughing but honest to gravy I was in there at least 20 minutes I come out and I'm sweating bullets and my husband's like Are, is everything okay and I go yeah just trying to put this damn thing back on and I had to put it back on because if I didn't I couldn't fit in the dress oh god so I was just like for the love of all that's holy and I threw it up when I got home and I thought, I just can't do it. I just yeah. can't do it. And I, and I think it, you know, if you, if you put one on, it also changes the shape of your body. And I don't think I want to change the shape of my body. It's taken me forever to, cause I'll be 40, sorry, I'll be 54 next week. And I'm like, you know, it's taken me up until, and this is no word of a lie about three months ago, four months ago to understand, to actually create a relationship with my body. And I I can look at in the mirror and not feel those feelings that I had before that were so detrimental. So it's, we're talking like lifelong journey here. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is, which I think is a good, is a good transition into where we wanted to go there with no girl left behind, because um, this is like your new, I'm going to call this your new, purpose this is your inspiration every time I talk to you you're on fire about this and I think this is just such an amazing idea and when you brought it to me I was like I'm in 
<laughs> I am in, this sounds amazing. Let's create it. And so, yeah, so I thought we could talk a little bit about this because I think this is just such a cool thing that's up and coming. And I, I know there's lots of women that listen to this podcast that would love to hear about this. So why don't you share right. a little bit about the idea and where it came from, what your vision so, is? For it? You're right. I am on fire about it. I'm very emotional about it because I know that this is going to change lives. And I know it's going to change them because people are going to leave the event going, oh my, I've never experienced that before. I feel so much better about this. I've learned something about that. So anyway, we had a body acceptance campaign throughout the month of March where a different woman did a reel for us. And in 90 seconds or less, and, and a few people were a bit longer in their uh, story, but I wanted women to share their age if they were a mom to human babies, because there's <laughs> lots of fur moms out there too, but I wanted them to share if they were a mom um, and how old they were and where they were at in terms of their body acceptance journey. It was a very emotional month listening and, and watching and re-watching these reels and then we did a body acceptance fashion show here in Grand Prairie. And we had, it was a very diverse group of ladies. We had, it was a free event for people to come. We had a hundred people and it was, you know, I did the opening uh, keynote for it. And it was just, you could hear a pin drop in that room because people understood and the women understood that we are so connected and that no one is alone in their journey. And all it takes is to just share a story, listen to a story, uh, be open to changing how you're feeling about something and that there, it, there's a way to feel better about how you are feeling. Um, and you can have a perspective shift. And so it just, all of a sudden, I, I, my heart and head have been open about doing something huge for years. And when I was younger, I always imagined myself uh, talking on a stage in front of many, many people. And I don't have a problem talking in front of people because I used to teach and I've, I've done keynote speaking before and I love it. I love the energy in a room of women who seem to get it, you know? And, and they you can see by the looks on their faces or the tears streaming down their face that they get it, something has resonated with them and it's so powerful, I love it. So. I thought to myself, listen, what we need to do here is an event. So we're going to be doing uh, an event and I've decided to call it No Girl Left Behind because we've outgrown our camp and I needed a place for my campers to go. I wanted to create something on a larger scale. So in 2024, No Girl Left Behind event is going to hit five cities across Canada. We're going to be in Edmonton first, and then we'll be in Grand Prairie, and then we've got Toronto, Calgary, and Kelowna. And so what it is, it's a full day of 300 fabulous women and their daughters aged eight and above. They're going to come spend the day with us, and we have a team of remarkable women um, that includes you too, Allie, uh, <laughs> who are going to share their stories, but we're not just going to listen to stories. We are going to be uh, participating in activities from people who have a wealth of knowledge, and those activities are going to help us. The theme for No Girl Left Behind is relationships. 
So you're going to walk away with um, an improved communication with the relationship with self as a woman. And we're going to split the girls up into groups. So they'll start at age eight and it'll go up to 15. And anyone over 15 will go into where the women's group is. And so we're going to divide the eights. Uh, the, it'll be eight to 11 in one group and then 12 to 15 in another group. And we have uh, seven ladies on the team for Grand Prairie, for instance. So we're going to be doing activities that work specifically with the women on improving their relationship with self. They'll have the tools, they'll have strategies, and it's, it's more than just listening to stories. That gives women a sense of, I can resonate with this, I can, I can understand this. And then it's that they don't even realize it. It's that whole connection because they're listening and, and sharing the, that information. But they're also doing activities from the people who are incredibly knowledgeable and, and are a wealth of, of expertise. And they're going to be doing them. And they're going to walk away going, oh, my gosh. Like, and then the girls will be in another group. And, and the other girls will be in yet another group. And so we're doing activities. And oh, I just, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but it's just, it, nothing else exists like this out there. And I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And I have goosebumps because you're, yeah, there's going to be tears. Yes, there's going to be laughter. You're going to wet your pants laughing too. You know, we're going to end it with a dance. We're going to celebrate. We're going to, you're going to walk away going, I want to come back again next year for the next one. And believe me, we're doing one in 2025 and the theme is confidence. So at each event, we're going to have tickets for 150 moms and, it, and the tickets include a mom and a daughter. Now, some people are asking, hey, you know, what if my daughter is an adult? Well, absolutely. It's about the connection, the mother-daughter connection and that relationship. And it is the most complicated relationship there is mm -hmm. it's the strongest it is uh it's just so complex and I had I had a, a difficult relationship with my mom growing up and it was only in her last moments when she still she wasn't talking but I the nurse said she could still hear me and it was like okay you know I I, I tried to communicate with her and make things right before she passed away and it was like that was another reason why I wanted to do this and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just my campers coming it was their moms that that came because I've had so many moms uh, approach me and message me and call me and say my daughter needed this my daughter needed this and they want so much for their daughter not to beat herself up about her body or, or how she looks or how she acts or that her friends mad at her and I thought wait a second we're going to do something that's going to blow everyone's socks off because, you know, once we work with the moms and the daughters separately, we're going to bring the moms and daughters together to do activities together that are going to increase the three most important things in any relationship, which is number one, communication, number two, trust, and number three, respect. Mm -hmm. So even if your relationship isn't fractured, you can certainly walk away having a stronger relationship. And if it's something that needs repair or 
you know, you know that it, you need some work or, or moms who aren't understanding where their daughters are at in terms of their age group or perhaps mental illness, that kind of thing. While, while we aren't counseling, we have a child, uh, a registered child slash teen psychologist on board. I happen to have taught her, so I know she's, <laughs> and, um, you know, she's not counseling or anything like that, nor is anybody else, but we have the support system there and there's going to be a support system after if anyone wants to access it. So this isn't something that's like a one day event and, and then that's the end of it. It is a recurring event every year that's going to uh, grow across the country because our relationships matter, mm -hmm. right? The, and the relationship with self is the most important one. And so many women forget that when they're in um, a toxic relationship, when you become a mother, all of a sudden it's all about the kids. Uh, and then uh, there's lots of divorce later on in life when the kids get older, because the husband and wife look at each other and they're like, who are you? You mm -hmm. know, it's just such a massive thing. There's such a huge need for this. And so I am bringing together a handpicked, the most fucking fantastic group of people <laughs> and we are going to, um, we're just going to rock and roll with this event and it's going to be it's so powerful. What we have to offer is so powerful and it's never been done before. And there's such a need for it that I feel like this, there's just nothing negative about it. You know what I mean? How could you not be excited? hundred percent. Like every time I talk to you, I get so excited. And as you're sitting here talking, I'm like, you know, you were like, moms were coming to me and being like, oh, my daughter needed this. And as women, we are often, and not always, but we are often nurturers, caregivers, you know, we are always, um, I'm saying always, we often put ourselves last, right? So we do everything for people we love. We have so many commitments in our lives. We're always giving back different ways to our community, to our church, whatever is going on in our lives. And we're last, right? And I think that the paradigm needs to shift with women with this. And we need to start to understand that we can only take care of those we love and contribute to our communities and be a part of our church or whatever it is to the level to which we're willing to care for ourselves. And if that level is low, you're not going to be able to contribute to the world in the way that you foresee. And so it feels counterintuitive, but when you can start to understand that caring for yourself allows you to show up in a whole different way, it's like a total game changer. And so if these moms, and I know they're going to come to this and they're going to get this experience and think, holy shit, man, <laughs> like I feel so different in my relationship with my daughter, my relationship with myself. I can now like enter the world in a different way with a different vantage point, a new lens to see the world through. Think about just how powerful that's going to be for their relationships and like everything in their life. So yeah, it's just so, it's so incredibly inspiring. I love it. Well, you see, we're so aligned because <laughs> um, as soon as I, I decided to, I thought I'm going to have a relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I did that, and I mean, this is something we're going to talk about at the event and I'll walk people through it because it's, it's not difficult, but it's doable. And I can show people how, as soon as I did that, this all fell into place. And I can tell you with a thousand percent certainty, uh, my son, who I struggled with, with the, the postpartum depression, it lasted three years mm -hmm. and he's now five. 
I realized that because I didn't love all of me, because your body is part of you and people tend to disassociate themselves from their body and they can say, yeah, I'm a good person. And they can talk about that. And then they look at their body and I'm like, oh, I don't like this and this and this. It's like, wait. So we talk about that. We, you know, we reintroduce the concept that you are one whole thing. And so if that relationship with yourself, like I said before, if it's fractured, well, it splinters out. Uh, it's like that uh, ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And once I, I started that relationship with myself and my body, and I got to like relearn and recognize my strengths, and I, I opened my heart and my mind up. And I, my relationship, I had a healthy relationship with my husband, or so I thought. And it's 10 times better than it ever was. And so is my relationship with my son and my friends and who I am aligned with and who are walking into my life and the ideas that are coming into my life. Because I I remember sitting there like going, why is this not, why am I not like this person who can bring this kind of, you know, uh, oh, this kind of power and empowerment? Why can't I? You know why? Because I wasn't whole and I didn't recognize that. That is so powerful, Kiki. So powerful. Okay. So let me ask you this question. I think there's probably a lot of women listening to this going, okay, that's, that's great. I love what you're saying, but like, how did you do that? So do you have like a piece of advice for a woman listening today? Who's in this place where it's like, I'm not whole, but I have these visions. I have these inspirations. I have these things I want to do with my life. What steps would you suggest that they start taking to get there? Okay. So good question, by the way. So I have a, I have a friend who I have many friends actually who have kids with special needs. And we have a group on, on Facebook called uh, women empowerment, uh, you know, basically empowering you right where you are. So if anyone wants to join that, just go on Facebook but we talk about these things. I said, you've got to start taking some time for yourself, you know? And I think mentally and uh, intellectually know that we have to spend time with ourselves and and all those things in order to take care of ourselves um, so that we can take care of others. And um, physiologically we're made different than men. And it, it really, we really are nurturers, not every single person, but generally speaking, right? And so I said, you've got it. Why don't you just take a bath at night to my friend? She goes, I don't have time because what if this happens or this happens? And I said, look, don't get mad at me, but you're making excuses. And you can say, I am claiming my time. And this is my time. And so when I put I have a little uh, trinket. I put it on the outside of my door. That means unless you're bleeding from every orifice and the, or the house is on fire, do not bother mamacita. <laughs> and I said, and if you are bleeding from every, every orifice, don't come see me. So, <laughs> but it's, you've got to claim your time. Number one, claim your time. And when you do that, you know, um, creating self-confidence and, and that awareness of you and your body and your worthiness as you do that. So every day, whether it's 15 minutes, what you do is you got to, you, you're creating that communication with yourself, number one, and you're creating trust because you trust yourself to say, and you respect yourself enough to say, my time is valuable. And 
I need to spend this time with myself. So that would be number one. Number two, what I did as far as the relationship with myself, I acted like I did when I first started dating Neil. I started dating myself and I thought I get, I need to get to know myself. So I need to communicate with myself. Do I feel good when I go to yoga? Yeah, you're damn right. I do. So I'm going to go to yoga and no one is stopping me. So it's like, Hey dudes, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to yoga. You guys fend for yourselves. Uh, you know, see in a little bit. And I don't feel guilty about it because I come home and I'm in a great mood and the kids are happy to see me and I'm happy to see them. And uh, so that's one thing, right? Like it's those things that you, I started dating myself. And when you start dating yourself, you're on your best behavior. You want to impress this person. You don't want to be like, uh, you know, you don't want to be farting at the table. You got to make sure that, you, you know, you're using your manners. You are putting your best foot forward to get to know this person. Right. And so that is what I uh, that is what I committed to doing. And I really like who I am. I really do. Love it. I really like who you are too. <laughs> Thank you. It's a long time to get there. Yeah, it does. And it's a journey, right? And so I, yeah, I think we're like nine years apart, you and I, so I'm a little bit different phase in the journey, but yeah, it, it's like, you all, you have to keep thinking about it. Right. And you have to keep working it and you have to keep, yeah. Being passionate about you. Right. <laughs> Often I think oh like God. we do things to ourselves, um, when we're on this journey of trying to love ourselves again, and we'll kind of fall off and get to a place where we're not really taking care of ourselves or whatever's going on. And then I'll be working with a client and they'll be telling me these things and I'll be sitting there going, but like, would you treat your child like that? Would you treat somebody you love like that? So like, why would you treat yourself like that? Right. And it's just, and it's mind blowing when somebody says it to you, but it's such an important thing to remember and start to become aware of, because again, it just comes back to this level of like filling our cups. So it, it runneth over, <laughs> right. It needs to come out and spill out into the world because we have so much to offer, but if it's running low, it's so hard. It's so hard to, um, so hard to do the things we, we were born to do. Yeah. Well, I think people, when they're not in a good place, they don't allow themselves permission uh, or the grace to do that. And in this event, we're going to show people how without feeling bad about it. And uh, so you get to be you unapologetically. And we talk about it. I mean, people talk about empowerment, but they're like, well, how, how, do, how do I do it? I promise you, you're, you'll get it when you come to this event. Cause yeah. that's what we do. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And you're going to get to interact with a whole bunch of women who this is their life's work. This is their purpose. Right. So it's going to be a really, really cool day. I'm so excited for it. So if somebody's yeah. listening and they want to find the event or they want to find you, how can people, how can people connect with you Kiki or find uh, smoothies or sure. no girl off? So um, the connection between uh, smoothies and No Girl Left Behind, I'm working on a website. So it's not up just yet for No Girl Left Behind. However, um, you can message us through smoothiestanktops.com, which is our website, because Smoothies is presenting uh, this event. I also wanted to put it out there. If people know we, you know, when we do events, we have corporate sponsors. If people have uh, a real thing for empowerment and they feel like they want to contact us about that uh just they can do that as well um we're on facebook as smoothies tank tops 
and we are on Instagram uh, with No Girl Left Behind event, and uh, as well as Smoothies Tank Tops. But if you want to get us get a hold of us uh, for the event, I would say go on to Instagram and just uh, DM me, and I am more than happy to answer any questions that you have uh, and just to chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I said no girl lost, no girl left behind. Let me make that correction too. I'll make sure I say it properly when I'm talking about it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be such an, such an exciting event and I'm really looking forward to, uh, 2024 with you. So as we wrap up the podcast, um, one question I always like to ask a guest is how do you stay inspired? What is it as a woman that you do in your life to keep yourself inspired and motivated and uh, it's just kind of like our little piece of advice to wrap it up for other women. <laughs> what would you say to that question? Well, say it in 15 seconds, Kiki. Because well, <laughs> like, you know, I'll be here another 15 minutes. Okay, so let me just think. So it basically because in the last three years, I lost my mom suddenly, right? I got a call on a Thursday. She passed that Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. um, I launched a business. I lost my brother suddenly. I lost two of my dogs. Uh, and it was like this, I lost quite a few family members. And it was like, just, just a second, like life is going to trudge along. You're either going to get on the train or you're going to stand there stagnant. And is that really who I am? And is that really who I want to be? And I have two kids who need me. I have that a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and I love them dearly and they need me. And so I, I love this world. I love the fact that I have an opportunity to go out there and still in another human being their worth and to say to them and so that they understand how important they are in this world too. And if I'm not here and if I'm not healthy, then how can I do that? And because I am doing this, all of these opportunities and ideas have come to me and I'm like, I, can, I will not uh, throw that away. And so it's just... It's, it's a continuing dating scene until I marry myself. Like, we just put a ring on the other finger or how does that work? <laughs> totally. But yeah, you know, and it's important if you feel like you're, if you feel like you're sliding because it's going to happen because life gets so busy and we're so overwhelmed with ideas and, uh, and persecution and judgment and all the rest of it, you know what, reach out to a friend. Just, just get yourself back on uh, and just reach out and, and say, you know what, I need to speak to somebody um, who understands me and where I'm at. And that person, that's the, the beauty of a woman friendship, yes. who, someone who gets you. It's why best friends will are, are so unbelievably connected. And I'm, I'm going to stop there because I could chat with you all day. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, how did that go by so fast? <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. That's okay. That means it's a good podcast and we had a good conversation. So I was going to say, I, we're going to need a sleep for something. <laughs> totally. So I will just wrap it up with so much gratitude. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm just always honored when uh, any woman would spend some time with me on this podcast and openly share their story. And you've done that in such a beautiful way today. So I am so incredibly grateful, Kiki, and uh, grateful for you and everything you're doing for the world and for women. So uh, I'm excited to Thank share. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. I really appreciate it. It has been, it's really been such a great thing. And it's like, the light of my day today. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an honor sharing this podcast with you. If you like it, share it with a friend. We're always made stronger by supporting one another. 
And if you'd like to learn more about The Inspired Leader, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com, The Inspired Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Stone underscore underscore A-L-L-Y, and LinkedIn at Allie Stone. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to connect. 